Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smewen, your host, and I'm excited to share biblical principles to help us live our faith and glorify the Lord Jesus. This is episode 14, and today is part two on the subject of how to overcome sin. Have you ever been in a fight with a predator? Webster's Dictionary says this, A predator is an animal that lives by killing and eating other animals, an animal that preys on other animals, or a person who looks for the other people in order to use, control, or harm them in some way. I fought both the human kind and the animal kind, and fighting off a predator is never fun, especially when they are after you. I'm sure some of you know what I mean. See, our greatest adversary in life is a predator. It seeks to control and to feed on us. Our greatest adversary is the sinful nature. In last week's episode titled, You Died, we talked about the reality of our death to the sinful nature, that we died to sin, and that we should not keep living in it, and that the sinful nature no longer has power over us unless we give it that power. We're going to expand on this with the rest of what Paul says in Colossians chapter 3. Listen to verses 1 through 10 in the WEB version, the web version. And this is a little bit lengthy, but I want you to get the whole context of what Paul's saying here because it's essential for us to understand this as we dig into these spiritual principles. So here it is. If then you were raised together with Christ, keep seeking things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, our life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, your members which are on the earth, sexual immorality, uncleanness, depraved passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. You also once walked in those when you lived in them, but now you also put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and shameful speaking out of your mouth. Don't lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his doings, and have put on the new man who is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of his creator. If we are in Christ, we died to the sinful nature. This is both a one-time event and an ongoing process. As believers, we must be confident in the fact that we have died to the sinful nature. 
but we must also face the reality that the sinful nature is trying desperately to come back and regain its control over us. So we, we put it off, but it's still out there, and it's pursuing us like a predator. I'm reminded of what God told Cain in Genesis chapter 4. Sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must master it or rule over it. See, the sinful nature really is predatory. By following Paul's instructions in this passage, we can have continued victory over the sinful nature. But we have to be intentional about putting off that sinful nature and not allowing it to come back. And just like a predator is cunning and sneaky, we have to be aware that that sinful nature is going to try to do things to bait us, to get us to open the door so that it can come back in and have control over us. Now, it may never get complete control, but sometimes we let it have a measure of control, and we shouldn't. See, Paul tells us in this passage to consider ourselves dead to immorality, impurity, evil desires, and greed. He tells us that it's because of these things that the wrath of God is coming. He goes on to instruct us to put aside anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech. And we're told to stop lying. See, these are common things that the world around us glorifies. Our culture glorifies these things. Especially right now in our generation, the whole right and wrong has been flipped upside down. So those things which... Paul is telling us to put off, the world is telling us we should put on, and they're calling good evil and evil good. And so you can see that this passage is relevant in our daily lives today. Think about what the movies, books, and culture glorify. TV shows are full of sexual immorality. We've legalized the same-sex marriage. We have anger and wrath so common that we need to guard our schools from shooters. Video games and music promote murder, selfishness, and instant gratification are everywhere. Greed is everywhere. Do we as believers look or behave differently than the world around us? We should. We're called to rid ourselves of these things and to put on Christ. We should set aside the desires of the flesh and stand out. Christians should not try to blend in or fit in. We should stand out as a beacon of light and of hope to a culture that is just going off the rails right now because they can't figure out what's right and wrong. As believers, we should display right and wrong with our lives. I want to share four things to help us set aside the things of the flesh. So these are very powerful things that sometimes we don't really put enough attention to and emphasize enough. So think about these and how they would apply in putting off the old sinful nature and putting on the new nature, the new man, as Paul would say. First, ask the Holy Spirit. Listen to what King David's 
example in Psalm 139, 23, and 24 is. He said this, Search me, God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting or in the everlasting way. Um, That's the web version again. And I like how that says that, lead me in the everlasting way. Many times we want the Holy Spirit to give us a word of knowledge or wisdom or something for another person. And that's great. But if we want to live a life of personal victory in Christ, we need to have a deep desire to have the Holy Spirit speak to us about us. The Holy Spirit can reveal areas where the sinful nature is hiding and needs to be addressed. So, you know, the Holy Spirit could say to us, be careful. Sin is crouching at that door right there. Don't open it. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal those things to us and to help us have victory over that sinful nature. The second is this. Understand what God's opinion is. The best way to do this is to study the Scripture. The Bible gives us great insight into ourselves, but it also tells us a great deal about God. We can learn about His character, attributes, and we can learn about His opinions on a vast number of subjects. We need to study with a simple question in mind. What's God's opinion? The more we do this, the more we will learn about God and how He views any number of things, things all around us every day. When we're reading the Scripture with that question, what's God's opinion, we can, gr- we can gain great insight. It also gives us a great deal of uh, subject matter for our prayers and our meditation. You know, you can have a relationship, but if you want to have a really deep relationship, you have to know the other person's opinions. And if we want to deepen our walk with God, we need to learn more about his opinions. What does he like? What does he dislike? I mean, if I know my wife dislikes something, I'm not going to do that just to irritate her, right? But sometimes we do that in our relationship with God. We do things that clearly he does not like, and yet we just act like it's no big thing. So learning his opinions, understanding his opinions, helps us to do things correctly instead of doing things that are constantly an irritant in the relationship. Okay, third is this. Make a conscious choice to reject behaviors and attitudes that the Holy Spirit exposes. So if we're asking the Holy Spirit and we're studying God's Word to see what His opinion is, and then the Holy Spirit says, hey, see this right here? Don't do that then we should not do that, right? Because the Holy Spirit is exposing that to us. And I want to stress this point here because most of our culture and many believers are focused on management when we should be more focused on transformation. But transformation doesn't happen until we reject what is wrong 
and replace it with what is correct or right. Colossians 3.5 gives us clear instructions. Listen to this passage again in the web version. It says, Put to death, therefore, your members which are on the earth, sexual immorality, uncleanness, depraved passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. The Greek word used in this passage for put to death is Strong's number 3499, and it means to deaden, to subdue, to be dead or mortified. This is not a management term. We are not told to manage our sinful behaviors. We're told to put them to death. And this is a little bit of a pet peeve with me because so many times we get this philosophy that we just have to manage it. We just have to learn to control it. That is not what the scripture teaches. The scripture says, put those things off, put them to death, deaden them, subdue them so that they're gone and the new life can take root and blossom in us. See, as believers, we should not be managing things like anger, lies, pride, sexual deviancies, or anything else that belongs to the sinful nature. We should be rejecting that and starving that stuff to death. See, every time you give in to an ungodly desire, it's the same as feeding it or allowing it to grow. When we reject them and we're actually starving them and putting them off, then they're reducing, they're being put to death. Yes, we also need to put on godly things, and we'll talk more about that in upcoming episodes, but you can't put on the new garment, if you will, until you take off the old one. You've got to put that stuff aside, and I realize that's a struggle. It's not as easy as it sounds sometimes. There is a battle at play there, but if we're going with the philosophy of manage it, we're not going to put it off. We're not going to put it to death. We have to become more aggressive at walking in holiness with the Lord. Okay, fourth and last thing is to seek the power of the Holy Spirit. Asking the Holy Spirit for supernatural power and authority to cast out demons or heal the sick or raise the dead, that's all great. I, I like that. I, I mean, I like that manifestation power. I'm, I like that. I'd like to walk on water one of these days. I haven't quite done it yet, but I've actually tried a couple times. However, we should first seek Him, the Holy Spirit, for the power, authority, and desire to overcome our own sinful nature. God is more concerned about your sanctification than he is in what you can do for him. And sometimes we get that so backwards. Especially as religious people, we tend to think that God is concerned with what we can do for him. There's a, a real truth here we need to grab. God doesn't need us to do anything for him. His goal is sanctification so that when we do stuff, it glorifies him and it benefits us. Listen to what 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 8 say. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, 
that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in sanctification and honor, not in the passing of lust, even as the Gentiles who don't know God, that no one should take advantage of and wrong a brother or sister in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger in all these things. As also we forewarned you and testified, for God called us not for uncleanness, but in sanctification. Therefore, he who rejects this doesn't reject man, but God, who has also given his Holy Spirit to you. You will be more successful. I will be more successful. And we will bring more glory to God if we minister from a pure heart and a life that is free from the control of sin. So this episode just kind of tag teams on and emphasizes the point that we need to die to the sinful nature so that we can live for Christ or put on the new man. And that's what we're going to talk about in an upcoming episode. So as you prayerfully consider the passages today and what I've said, think about this. Should we be managing sin or should we be putting it to death? I'm on the side that we should rid ourselves of it so that we can live the fullness of what Christ has for us, even here and now on this earth. If you're enjoying these podcasts, would you give us a rating? The rating helps us reach more people. You can also follow and subscribe and click the notifications and all of that. That depends a little bit on how you're listening. But doing so will notify you when a new episode is released, and then you can watch it or listen to it at your convenience. All right, thanks for joining today. God bless you. Stay focused on Jesus.